This is the Sanctuary LA podcast. We are a real church for real people in the heart of downtown Los Angeles. All right, so good to see everybody here this morning. You guys ready to get into the word here? Awesome. If you guys want to turn in your Bibles to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, where we're in the middle of a series um, entitled Spiritual Warfare. Uh, we do apologize. Uh, we don't have the, the capability today on the screens here for the scriptures. We apologize for that inconvenience. We're going to be troubleshooting that immediately after service. And so we'll, we're, we'll get it fixed. But for today, I'll just be as clear as I can. And if you don't have a Bible on you, you can share with the person next to you. Um, but in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3, we'll open with this. And then we'll jump right into this. Um, and then we just got some special announcements at the end of serve, at the end of the word here. And so, um, is everybody there? 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. If you're there, say, I got it. All right. And I'll just, uh, I'll just open us up in prayer, and we're just going to dive right in here. Uh, Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. Uh, just pray, God, for, uh, for uh, life and revelation to flow, Lord. I pray for uh, transformation of our, of our insides, Lord. Make us more like Jesus, Lord. We thank you for your word, the engrafted word that's able to save our soul. And we pray it's planted on good soil. I pray, God, that we can uh, receive from your word, Lord, and we can walk out of here different, walk out of here empowered, walk out of here with some victory and some life, Lord, so we can, so we can do some damage to the kingdom of darkness um, throughout the week. In Jesus' name, somebody say amen. amen. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3, it says this, for though, for though we walk in the flesh, everybody say we. Say, that's us. Say, the kingdom is not a me thing. It's a we thing. It's all about us. Look at your neighbor say, it's all about us. Okay? For, for, and this is what we're going to talk about today in respect to warfare, how we must um, be connected. There's power in unity. Okay? And so, once again, for though we walk in the flesh... We do not war according to the flesh. Everybody say we. we. For the weapons of our warfare. Everybody say our. our. Okay, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Somebody say amen. amen. You have power inside of you. You know, you are, as a Christian, there are no Christians that are victims. No, Christians aren't victims. You might have been victimized. I can testify. I was victimized as a child. I was sexually abused as a child. But in Christ, I am no longer a victim. And I just got a story to tell. I've been set free, forgiven. And, and I got my mind back. Somebody say amen. amen. And I'm keeping it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Keep that helmet on. Somebody say amen. <laughs> right? And so, so, so you are, you're a victor. We've been talking about this all, all, all month. And you can listen to the podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud. And this is kind of the, our scripture here, the basis. And then the last part of that scripture says this, and being ready. Look at your neighbor say, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. All right? Get ready, get, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Say, get ready. 
Come on, where's the men of God at? Get ready. Let's say it again, men of God. Get ready. Say it one more time. All right, thank you. I have one man of God in the building. Thank you. That's right. <laughs> His wife was like, <laughs> I'm telling you, he's got, that, he's got that baritone voice. Get ready. Come on, somebody. Men of God. That's in one of the podcasts. We, talk, we, challenge, we challenge and encourage the men of God. That men, by definition, in the Bible, in Hebrew, one of the definitions of man is champion. It's what we are. Come on, somebody. We're called to be champions. We're called to carry the weight, to take the responsibility. All right, you got one amen on the front row. Come on, somebody. Men of God, champions, mighty man. Sometimes in the Bible it says man. You look up the definition, it says mighty man. All right. So, and, and being ready. Everybody say, get ready. ready. Okay, and being ready. Being ready. We're going to talk about a way to be ready. Something about warfare and going through life. At times, life is a battle. Life can be a war. There can be battles in life. Can I get an amen? amen. Has anybody been through anything? Right? And you, are, you might be walking through something. And, and the Christian life, it is okay. It is normal. The weapons of our warfare. This is our warfare, not the devil's warfare. So many times when we talk about warfare as Christians, we talk about it like he's doing something to me. No, I'm doing something to him. Praise is warfare. Worship is warfare. Reading my Bible is warfare. Listening to the preached word is I am doing the warfare. The weapons of our warfare. Our warfare. My warfare. This is my war. I pick the fight. Somebody say amen. Amen. I'm not going around chasing devils. I'm chasing God. But if he's in my way, he's about to get lumped upside the head. Come on, somebody. If he's trying to get up in my family, any kind of division trying to come up in my family, whatever kind of devil trying to know, get out in Jesus' name. My warfare. Come on, somebody. The weapons of my warfare. You're a Christian. You're not, you're not going around fighting people. The weapons of warfare are not carnal. It's not people. But there are devils. I'm not a demon chaser. I'm a God chaser. But there will be demons on that pathway to God. Come on, somebody. Something trying to stop me. Get, you better get out of my way. Better move quick. You're going to get hit. Somebody say amen. Get hit with the word. Get hit with my praise. I'm going to get hit with my love. Get, come on, somebody. And, and being ready. And being ready. And being ready. I'm ready. And being ready, prepared, standing by, ready to meet the opportunity. In parentheses, challenge. Sometimes people see things as a challenge. You know, it's an opportunity. You'd be surprised. Find out the thing where you work that nobody wants to do and you do it. And I guarantee you, you'll get promoted. <laughs> Find the thing in your job that is a challenge. Nobody wants to touch it. Be like, I'll do it. Watch what happens. Watch, watch how promotion. You got to see challenge. You're a Christian. You solve problems. Come on, somebody. You, you fix things. You, you, you make things better. Find the person nobody wants to talk to and give them a hug. Come over here. You love you. Bring it in. Come on, somebody. You're a Christian. You're different. 
Find, find, the, find the person that's causing all kinds of problems. Just take them out to lunch or something. Yeah, some of you are like, no, that's too far. That's, no. I'll pray, you know, and we'll be like, no, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for them. Lord bless, them. Lord, bless them. From a distance. Lord, there's no distance in prayer. Lord. All right. Uh, be ready, prepared, standing by, uh, ready to punish all disobedience. When your obedience is fulfilled, it's not talking about punishing people. It's talking about the things that are contrary to God, the knowledge of God, that, that we are empowered to punish the works of darkness, okay? And so the, in the context of what we're going to talk about today, we're talking about unity and, and that we don't have to fight alone and that there's power in unity and part of being ready to walk with God, to live in victory with God, to win the battles is that you got to do it with somebody else, that we're in unity here. There's something so powerful about unity, about relationship. We all have blind spots. Right? We all have things we don't see. And then, you, you, then God sends somebody to you to help you see it. And even though you didn't want them to tell you, but you're like, oh, I'm, I'm so thankful for them. When, when, when I grew up, I grew up in a an, in, um, skateboard industry, in the skateboard world, and I was just on the streets, okay, a lot. Back then, there were no skate parks. We were street kids, per se, just out, just running, just doing our thing. Out, and so as a result of that you had to kind of be quick-witted or try to be at least and so you had to have an answer for everything you had to be on your feet all think on your toes all the time so once I met Crystal Gale my beautiful wife here she's like you always have an answer for everything and I was like I do it was just natural like I was like she could say one thing and I just come quick with it like boom like you know and I was like wow that's not helpful in a marriage all the time And I was like, I'm trying to help. I'm here to serve. I'm here to contribute. <laughs> right? But yes, look, I got the, any men of God, say amen, husbands. Come on now. You got my back? No. Um, but, but there was something I didn't see about what, the way I communicated. And that I don't always need to have an answer. I don't always need to. Somebody say amen. It's okay. Stretch your hands towards pastor and say, Lord, bless him. Keep, keep him. You know? Uh, but, but there's something powerful about being with people in company, community, common unity. The whole um, thing about communion itself is a community event. That when Jesus broke that bread, they were all sitting at the table. Do this in remembrance of me. And, and the way they, the OG style is they literally pass the loaf around the room. You know what I'm saying? And they pass the same cup. We're not going to do that here. We got little thimbles of juice, you know what I'm saying? We want to be sanitary. But, but the context of, of community and, and that, is that you is that we as a church, we really are community. That we have common unity. And there is power in that. Okay? So the way God prepares us at times is through relationship and authentic connection. And this is my first point, we'd have them up here, but, but if you're taking notes here, is, is you were never meant to fight alone. God did not create you to do it all yourself. You cannot do it all yourself. You, we were created to move forward in life with people. 
that we work, I mean, think about marriage, the desire in humanity to get married. There is this innate desire in humanity to connect to others. And when it comes to warfare and, and fighting battles in life, man, I want somebody in my corner. You know what I'm saying? Bit somebody bigger than me, somebody that could, and I just, I'll just be like, you got him, get him, yeah. I just, I'll be the, I'll be the little coach outside the ring you know what I'm saying <laughs> you, you got this man you gotta go get back out there and you know what I'm saying no but but there's something about somebody in your corner that, that and I'm not saying everybody I'm not saying just anybody but somebody all right we want the right people in our corner so Proverbs chapter 20 verse 18 um, and as you're turning there I'll just read it here quickly um, plans are established by counsel and, and that word counsel, um, it speaks of, of counselors. It speaks of um, a deliberation. It speaks of um, a, a, um, a dialogue, not a monologue, right? So, so Proverbs 20, verse 18, plans or purpose is established by counsel. And that word established means that, that in order to to fix or to make firm or to materialize your individual purpose it requires other people to establish it that it requires commonality it requires community it requires others plans or purpose is established fixed firm and materialized by a company of people Amen? So by wise counsel, it says, wage war. So when it comes to waging war, we need some counsel, all right? We need input and counsel. Here's another one, Proverbs chapter 24, along the same lines, and I'll share a couple things here, and I'll read it here. If you're taking notes, once again, Proverbs 24, verse 6. I'm sorry, I might have said verse 9, but once again, Proverbs 24, verse 6 says this, for by wise counsel, everybody say counsel, all right? For by wise counsel, you will wage your own war. So your battle might be yours, and it is individual at times, and it is your battle, you're fighting through, it is, it is you, but you will wage it by wise counsel, that there's something so powerful about counsel. When you're moving forward to that next season in your life, is invite somebody into that process. When there's something significant about to happen, when you single ladies find that special somebody, make sure you get some counsel up in the mix. All right, say amen. amen. I'm not just saying anybody. I'm not saying, some, I'm not saying somebody weird that has con control issues, but I'm saying counsel. And we're going to talk about this here. There's something so powerful about counsel. We wage your own war through wise counsel. And in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. So there's something in the kingdom that we are the body of Christ. Every part does its share. The hand can't say to the foot, I don't have need of you. When you are connected to Jesus, you inadvertently are now connected to his people. And I know, like, if you're, one, if you're the thumb, sometimes the index finger gets on your nerves. I understand. And if you're the big toe, then the pinky toe gets on your nerves. I understand. 
or if you're the ear and the hand keeps itching you and rubbing against you the wrong way and you're like, I'm going to hop up off this head and crawl across the ground as an ear. No, we stay connected. The Bible says from whom the whole body fitly joined together, you know, causes growth. So growth happens in the kingdom when we are number one connected to Christ, number two connected to his body. There is no Christ outside of the body. Mm, Jesus. <laughs> that the head, he's the head of the body. That I don't jump off of this body and say, oh, I really like that head. And I am not connected to the body. Amen? Amen. That there is something in scripture, and this is a good thing. It is a healthy thing to have all your body parts working together. Somebody say amen. I was swimming with the kids in the kiddie pool and it was so small and I was with Nico and Gia and my four-year-old and my two-year-old and, and daddy got a cramp in the kiddie pool. <laughs> True story. And I was like, oh, oh, you know, like, and I was literally like, in the kiddie pool like sitting down like oh and the water was right here i was like uh, and then and then nico's like dad are you okay because they could tell it was like in my arm i don't know what happened and my wife says i over exaggerate these things but i was in pain and i, I was in pain and and then then gia was like gia, you know i was i was hurting anybody anybody have any body parts that hurt at times and I, na I naturally was like, oh, come closer. It's okay. The Lord loves you. Don't, don't leave church just because it hurts sometimes. Stay connected. You know, it was painful. Anybody ever get a little cramp in the kiddie pool? No. Man. <laughs> it was so funny because when the kids are sick, we're always praying over them. Like we're like, oh, in Jesus' name be healed. So they like started to pray for me. Then I came over, yeah, and, and, then, and then Gia's like, Gia was like, Jesus is here. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, yes, he is. Where is he? Where is he? <laughs> I asked her that. She's like, he's over there. I was like, <laughs> see where two or three are gathered together in his name, he is in their midst. It's amazing how I'm like, goodness, my kids are anointed. Like, they, they just, they, they came to my rescue in the kiddie pool. G and Nico, they surrounded me. They're like, Dad, are you okay? And th their words are all jumbled, jumbled, so they don't say, like, what happened? They'll say, how, how did it happen? Or, like, you know, and I, I get what they're saying, but they're like, how did, how did that happen, Dad? Like, I don't know. I got a cramp. <laughs> but... But we, wise counsel, in the multitude of counselors, there's safety in the kiddie pool. I was surrounded. I had people come to my aid. Wise counsel is really guidance. It's direction. This is what the, where the word comes from, counsel. It comes from the term, it means um, really, uh, the, I'll explain. It means the management of ropes. So back in that day, they had boats and the, um, the sails were controlled by a rope system. So when somebody was in the ship and they were controlling the ropes, they were giving counsel. So through the storm, counsel's there to give direction, 
Oh, let's hoist this one up here. It's like, let's, let's direction. It's, 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 that's what that word counsel means. So when we're in a war, we need counsel. We need direction. We need input. We need connection. It really means that word in the, in the Hebrew counsel, wise counsel means the directing of a ship. So directing our ship, you know, counselors, uh, advice, and to consult. Um, when I first got saved as a teenager, um, I, uh, I had these two mentors in my life that just kind of happened. They were kind of youth leaders in my church. I was a, we were like a youth, young adult kind of community at this church, and they had these two older people older than us. They were like in their 30s. I was like eight, 19, 18, 20, and... Um, they, um, they, they really helped direct me. They saw something on me. They saw purpose that I didn't see. I was a handful as a teenager. I'm doing much better now. But, but I, was, I, was, I was a little rough around the edges. I didn't come from church, okay? But these two people that actually grew up in church, and they were kind of more well-to-do, different culture altogether. And they came in and just really, I mean, it was like, well, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, having certain mentors where, where they're speaking into my life and sharing the Bible with me. Like everything they said was just on point. I was just eating it up. We go to coffee shops and I'd just be like, wow. You know, and they weren't anything like me, like uh, culturally really, but they had some kingdom. They were giving me counsel. They were my rope system as I was navigating through my walk with God. And there was a defined, definitive moment. I'm from Northern California where they were, came down to this region in Southern California and says, man, we are at a powerful conference. They got a Bible college. They called me at, at, at late night. I was watching their house actually when they came down here for a, for a conference. And they said, hey, Sean, man, you may want to come down here to this conference. They got a powerful Bible college. And I was like, like right now, like tomorrow? They're like, yeah. You should, you should do it. And, and so they, 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 they saw something. And so I just kind of went forward, got my plane ticket, I flew out the next morning. And as a result of being there and connected there, the reason I'm in Southern California was because of that one phone call, was somebody giving me direction. Um, kind of providing a rope system for me as I, kind of helping me hoist that sail in the direction of destiny. Somebody say amen. So they, they, they saw purpose and brought direction to that purpose. Godly counsel sees purpose and they give direction to that purpose. All right? Here's some other thoughts on godly counsel. Godly counsel is there to help you navigate, not dominate. They're there to help you navigate the storm, not dominate your personal life. That's not counsel. That's called a control issue. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> Come on, somebody. And I know people mean well, but they're, they're, by definition, counsel means direction. Like, look, you might not want to go down that way. Why don't you try this route? You know what I'm saying? But they're there. They're, there's a, they're a voice. They're giving direction. Godly counsel. Here's another one. Godly counsel will always guide you through a trial, not keep you in a trial. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Godly counsel will always navigate to to better always navigate to higher in God always navigate toward purpose right it's it's a, it's a navigation system in your life here's another one godly counsel will help you manage the process not control you in the process and sometimes I think with our own upbringings and backgrounds some people don't want to listen to anybody and other people you want people to control too much 
And sometimes you got to let go. You got you to gotta sail that ship yourself, man of God. You got to sail that ship yourself, woman of God. And that council's there to help you with direction. But, but you got this. You're, you're in Christ. You got, you got the GPS system, the Holy Spirit inside of you. He is your counselor. But there's something so powerful about having people that help you along the way. Godly counsel is there to give direction, not do it for us. Amen? So here's my second point here. Uh, godly counsel is essential if you want to win. If you want to win. If you want to reach that north star, if you will, of your life and the call of God on your life. And it's godly counsel is a part of the Christian walk. Godly counsel. And we have actually some really special guests here with us today on the front row. Um, Chris and Tara, great friends of ours, and Zoe. Um, and so uh, this family here, this is actually uh, Crystal Gale's best friend, and uh, her husband is a great friend of mine, We're, you know. And so we go way back um, some time, and uh, it's good to see them. They're visiting with us, and, um, and so what's cool about this is um, Chris and Tara are the ones that introduced me to Crystal Gale. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And so they were, it was after a prayer meeting. Yeah. 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 All right. We were, it was after a prayer meeting. They're like, hey, this girl from Canada is coming over for Thanksgiving. I was like, cool. Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> so I was like, all right, let me call my mom. I think I said, no, I'm supposed to be at my mom's for Thanksgiving, but I think she'll understand. So they, 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 were, they, 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 were, they were all up in my boat. They're like, hey, I think we got something up ahead, brother. And she looking good, bro. You want to jump in this ship or what? <laughs> I was like, yes. And so, this is, the, this is the whole point though, is I was on board, literally. I was like, I met her, I saw her, I was like, let's do this. Let's do it. I'm ready, I've heard from the Lord. <laughs> Not so much with Crystal Gale. You know, it, it took, not so much. Not so much at all. It was, a, it, was, it was a rough week for me. It was a rough, she was visiting here for a week. It was a rough week. I say this all the time. Everybody on the team's like, okay, here we go. This story again? Yes, this story again. No, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and so, but Crystal Gale was, you know, she was on a man's sabbatical. That's what she called it. Don't know what that is. Because I, I, she broke that sabbatical. You know what I'm saying? I broke it. I broke it. Uh, in the name of Jesus, warfare. That, you know, I'm going to break you up out of that cage, girl. I'm going to set you free. <laughs> set this woman free, quick. No, but really, she wasn't quite... But then this is the thing, this is what happened. This was like, she was here for about a week and some days, maybe not, literally like seven days. Um, and Chris and Tara and I, we all went to the same church and all that. And so, um, 
So what happened was Crystal Gale's like, eh, you know, I'm not feeling it or whatever. So, yeah. So, so Tara, Tara was like, girl, come here. So we said, they, she went to her and she said, look, you need to give that little white boy a chance. That's exactly what she said. Tara was up in her boat like, come on, girl. He's a, he's a man of God, right? She, she interceded. She, she stood in the gap. She, she was counsel. She got up in that boat. She said, girl, better hoist them sails because this ship is moving, right? And so, so it's so powerful that even my relationship with my wife, we've been married eight and a half years now. Hallelujah. Is, now, I understand not every situation is just like that, but I just wanted to pull that out just because in the process of life, we would not be in a relationship together if we weren't in relation with other people first. That it was through relationship. All right? So in First uh, Chronicles chapter 12, verse 1. And this is, um, I'm just going to read one scripture from here as you're turning there. First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 1, is David had, David was called to be king. He was anointed as an individual, but he didn't do nothing until some other people showed up to help the brother. He wasn't so anointed he could do that himself. Impossible. He needed people to do what he was called to do. And so all, all throughout scripture, in, in the context of David's life, it always talks about these mighty men that surrounded him. Always talks about these men, the things they did, the, 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 the valiant men of God that surrounded him, that helped make this happen for him. And so in, I'm just gonna read this one verse. This is David's story of, of becoming king, and, 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 and even when he was going through a tough time, Saul was chasing him down, but he had a brotherhood. He had some brothers around him. To, to walk with him. He had a company. He had a literal company of men. And he's like, look, if you're with me, cool. If not, you better go. And they, they, they didn't play games. He's like, are you with me or not? You know, because he had other people trying to kill him. And he needed to know, are you with me? All right? And so verse 1, now these were the men. Men. Not a man, men. Not a superhero, men. Not one, men. And these men who came to David. At Ziglag, at Ziglag, while he was still a fugitive from, the, from Saul, the son of Kish, he was running from somebody trying to kill him, and God provided him men to walk with him through his process. A company, counsel, in the multitude of counsel, there is safety. And they were among the mighty men. Here we go. Helpers in the war. So we all need helpers in our war. We need one another. All right? Let's go back to Proverbs chapter 24, verse 6. And um, I'm approaching my last point here, and we'll close. Proverbs 24, 6. We read it, but we're going to go back to it. Um, my first point was you were never meant to fight alone. You are not created to fight alone. You don't have to fight alone. You should never fight alone. That there should and needs to be somebody with you. How many of you appreciate some people in your corner sometimes? You've got some people you can talk to, people you can, that can, they can walk with you. 
they can fight with you that they got your back. Um, second point, godly counsel is essential if you want to win. If Crystal Gale would not have listened to godly, anointed, divine counsel from heaven, she would be out of the will of God. She didn't see the blessing when it walked in the door. She needed a helper to show her, girl, that's your promise. <laughs> Look at your neighbor say, you better act somebody. That's it. That's the subtitle of this message. Spiritual warfare, better act somebody. Come on, you got to engage. Listen, we're in this together. Amen? You got to move forward together. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 6. Here we go. For by wise counsel, once again, you will wage your own war. And in a multitude of counselors, there is safety. And this is powerful here. It's, it's safety there. It really, uh, it means salvation. It means deliverance, help, victory. Uh, the word safety there is the word in the Hebrew, Yeshua or Yasha which really means Jesus. It's a definition of Jesus. So in the multitude of counselors, there is Jesus. So where two or three are gathered together in his name, he is there in their midst. In the multitude of godly counsel, Jesus is there. That there is something so powerful. I know many times we talk about worship and praise. He inhabits the praises of his people. But I'm here to say that in godly counsel, Jesus is in the midst. When I was um, in the pool with Gia, it's so funny how it all worked out. I was hurt. They came to my aid, and she's like, Jesus is here. I was like, started praying in tongues in the pool. <laughs> but isn't that something that in a multitude of counselors, there's Yasha, it's the Hebrew word Yeshua, salvation. His name shall be called Jesus that Jesus is in the midst of counsel. And I want you to just digest this here, is that when we resist um, godly counsel and the, 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 the divine counsel, the God counsel, we are pushing Jesus out of the environment, that, that he's in the midst of counsel. God loves unity. He loves that when we get together and gather in his name. And I know sometimes we preach that in context of a church gathering. And yes, that is part of the gathering. But I'm talking about when you are connecting with another brother and sister in Christ and counsels exchange, Jesus is there. There is safety. And sometimes I know we've all been through things where maybe counsel is wrong. Maybe it was controlling or demeaning or hurtful or just flat out sending you off a cliff, right? I get it. I get it. I, but just because somebody didn't do it right doesn't mean God has somebody else to do it right for you. And that counsel is so important in the kingdom of God. It is, it is so powerful that in the multitude of counselors... There is Jesus. Jesus is present where Christian 
community is. Isn't that, isn't that powerful? That we're gathering right here on First Street in Boyle Heights. Jesus is here in this community because we're here. Not that he wasn't here before, but because we're here, he is here. Not because there's another, other, other great churches right down the street from here, but because we're here in a marriage where there is counsel exchanged, God shows up. It's not just hooping and hollering, and that's all good, praising and dancing and preaching. But how powerful is it for your personal life if when you connect to somebody and allow them to mess with those ropes a little bit? You know what I'm saying? Allow them to give some direction in your boat. And this doesn't mean that they have to be perfect, but, and they can't be, but take it, listen. We talked about this last week, how listening is a spiritual weapon. If you want breakthrough in your marriage, use the weapon of listening. <laughs> You'll get breakthrough quick. <laughs> Try listening. <laughs> yeah, you know? Um, I was talking to Pastor Johnny last night, Pastor Johnny Thompson, he's one of our pastors at our LA campus, and I, he was talking to me about how, as a Christian, you got to friend up. Find somebody that's somewhere you want to go. Find somebody that's a little further down the road. Makes sense? Friend, and, and that's good counsel because they're in a place you want to be, so their direction's going to be on point with where you feel you're called to go because they're already there. Or they're headed there. Amen? Do you guys get something out of this? Awesome. Praise God. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Here. Thank Father, you for listening to the Sanctuary LA podcast. Tune in again next week and stay awesome and be blessed.